How many of you need the peace of God? Anybody ever needed peace that you just couldn't find? You know, there is a way to have peace. Do you know there's a way to have peace? Paul's writing to the Philippian church. And he says, let's just start in verse chapter 4, verse 4. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We won't spend much time there, but you rejoice in the Lord always. High points, low points, bad days, good days. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He repeated himself. He said, let your gentleness, your moderation be known to all men, but the Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. Hmm. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. I'm, I'm facing to give it to you. This is scripture. This is not JR's opinion. This is not the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or the Houston Chronicle. This is not Bill O'Reilly or Tucker Carlson or what's his name on CNN? Uh, Gray-haired guy. Uh, <laughs> let your moderation, your gentleness be known to all men. Be anxious for nothing but in everything. Now that's two extremes because usually we can't do nothing of anything or everything of everything. anything. Did you hear that? But there's a command here. It says be anxious for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication. Oh, here's an important one that's lost on the world today. But in everything, by prayer and by supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God. Did you hear that conjunction? I want to go over it again. I know you're standing, but you're all right. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. With prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God, period, and comma, conjunction, tying the thoughts together, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind. You're still standing because we're going to sing again in just a second. Now I want you to think about what we just said. Scripture. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I said rejoice. Let your moderation be known to, me, to all men. It says be anxious for nothing but in everything. With prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding. Will guard your heart and your mind. He says some more, but I, I, did you know that, 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 that if you worry about it, God can't guard your mind? You ain't hearing me. You ain't understanding. See, be anxious for nothing means don't worry about anything. But in everything, pray. Make supplication. That's, that's, that's more prayer. That's a different way. Of, that's, more, that's from you to God on behalf of things around you. For yourself, it's actually, application is actually for yourself. Oh, sit down. Keep playing. <laughs> we may never get to James because this is more important tonight. This is more important. See, there's a lot of people in a school of thought that's been taught, many, many, many people have been taught that it's selfish to pray for yourself, which is absurd. That's absurd. There's sometimes if you don't pray for you, nobody's praying for you. Did you hear me? There's sometimes if you don't pray for you, there ain't nobody going to pray for you. Now there's intercession. That's, that's for me to God on behalf of someone else. There's a petition. That's for me to God on behalf of a need. But there's supplication. That's for me to God on behalf of me. <laughs> but, but everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. 
Here's something God expects. Do you know that God expects us to be thankful? I can prove that, but I'll just write it down, look it up later. It's, it's Romans chapter 1, down, down in the latter verses. It began, he began to talk about the pronouncement of, of, of the, the, prog- the downward spiral, the downward progress of mankind when they begin to worship the creation rather than the creator. And when they begin to have vile affections on behalf of their life. And then when they, when, they, when, when, when they continue in rebellion against God, he talks about all the things they were. And then, God, then Paul writes an interesting statement. He says, and neither were they thankful. Interesting. And now he's telling you to the, to, in, the, in the letter to the Philippians, he says to pray, make supplication, with thanksgiving. Psalmist, what he write? I will enter his courts. See, I, I will enter his courts with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his, or I'll enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I'm building something here because I want you to know something. If you're not thankful, you can't even get to him. I started to study on this this afternoon. Looks like I should have, because I'm fixing to make one of them statements that messes with people's mind. You can't get to God if you're not thankful. There's people think that God just hears and answers every prayer from everybody. Bible doesn't back that up. Bible doesn't back that up. Matter of fact, he'll tell, he tells you very clearly that, that he said, I hadn't heard your prayer because of your sin. Your sins, yes, have separated you from me. I'll enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'll enter his courts with praise. You've got to understand the imagery of tabernacle when that, you know, the first step, to, the first way to get in is the gate. That's just the first step. You, know, you can't even get in if you're not thankful. You're not going to get close if you're not going to praise. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. By the way, you've got to tell him. You've got to tell him. Mag Church, you've got to tell him. Somebody ought to tell him. That's why we pray, because you've got to tell him. He wants you to tell him. He wants you to tell him. He says, and the peace of God, when you do this, it's and, that's why it's connected, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. I'm going to tell you with a first-hand witness, a first-hand account, and so there's no, there's many in this room that can do the same thing. You can have the peace of God when your world is going to hell in a handbasket. You can, go, you can have peace with God when the lawnmower won't start and the dog puked in the floor and the kids won't clean their room. I'm just talking about the real stuff right now. I'm not going to say that. I know what you're thinking back there on the back row. I'm not going to say it. You're wondering what in the world I can't tell you. Because some of us don't know anymore. We've got to have our conditions right. To have peace. I'll remind you, there was a time when, the, when Jesus told the disciples, he said, get into the boat because we're going to the other side. Y'all remember that? He said the crowd had pressed up against him and, and he had had enough and he says, get into the boat. We're going to the other side. How many of you know that when he's the one that spoke, that he's the one that created everything and all things were created by him? He's God. How many know that? So, so they, they, they get in the boat, you know, and he said, he's already told them we're going to the other side. Yeah. And Jesus gets in and goes to sleep. 
That's what he did. Sounds like a plan. That's how I know that. Do you, do you want to sit down? <laughs> you, you don't have to. We're, we were going to sing here in a minute, but I thought, I've got her still standing there. You can, you can sit down. <laughs> you can't. You've got, you've got a stool. <laughs> See, y'all, it helps you. He said, get in the boat. We're going to the other side. Now, they should have listened to that. And if they'd have been as smart as me and as knowledgeable as me and trusted God as much as I do and have as much faith as I do, they'd have wrote the book different because I'd have said, Jesus said, we're going to the other side, so what y'all worried about? That's a lie. Because we give them guys a bad time. But we could have done it this way. Now, I, I'm, I'm building somewhere because I've told you something. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Did you hear what he said? He's talking about having peace when you can't get your mind around it. It says a storm. Suddenly there was a storm upon them. They were tossed about. And, 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 they, and they were a bunch of drama queens. because They started running around the boat saying, We're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. Somebody wake up the master. We're going to die. Y'all are no fun. Come on. This is, I, I, I used to tell you sometimes, y'all don't read like I do. I got a big imagination when I read. Now, I'm going to stay within the Scripture, but I'm going to put myself in there, and I'm going to do like I would be doing. And what I'd be doing is going, ah! We're going to die. And if I didn't do it, I can guarantee you that one would. Somebody wake up, Jesus! We're gonna die! And never die, not one on one of them that Jesus was sawing logs. <laughs> he probably didn't snore because he was perfect. But, or, I'm more like Jesus than you ever could have imagined. Boom. All you men said, yes, brother. See, I got the mic, I can tell the story my way. So Jesus was sawing logs, and I am, yes, I am Christ-like. That's the point. I'm like Jesus, so quit trying to change me. Wake up, Jesus, we're going to die! Yes? Y'all with me? And <laughs> they go, wake him up. And they said, Jesus, don't you care that we're going to die? You know, I, I can just see it. <sighs> Can't even get a 10-minute nap. I told them we were going to the other side. I went and laid down and went to sleep. What more do they need to know? Can, can anybody read between the lines here, please? That's what Jesus was saying. Now, I want y'all to notice something. I, I, I bet there's not two people, three people in this room that's ever noticed this. Now, that doesn't make me special. That just means I heard somebody say it before. <laughs> I don't forget nothing. Jesus stood up. He walked to the front of the boat. And people say he spoke to the storm. He didn't speak to the storm. Go read the book. He never spoke to the storm. Jesus said, he said he, he stood out there and gave it a big yell. He said, peace! Now some people say, peace be still. No, that's not what happened. He said, And it says, and suddenly there was a great calm. Did you hear that? Immediately, there was a great calm. He didn't speak to the storm. He spoke to the peace. Why? He's the Prince of Peace. Come on. 
So suddenly there was a great calm. In the movies, back when they had, some of you may not be aware, but they used to have, they used to have movies about the Bible on CBS and ABC and NBC. That probably comes as a shock to some people, but they really did. Around Easter and Christmas and all that stuff, before we were just total heathen reprobates as a country, the, the, the mainstream television stations used to run this stuff. Yeah, they really did. And in those movies, when Jesus would speak to that storm, it, it, the wind would begin to calm down, and, it, and the waves would begin to slow down. Just a minute, here, there. No, that's not what happened. He spoke out his crowd with a loud voice, Peace, be still. And the Bible says, immediately. I'm telling you, it went from white caps tossed to and fro, gale force winds to slick, just like that. At the word of God, at the word of Jesus. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request, uh, now let me make sure I read that right. Let your request, it, yes, it does say request. I was making sure it didn't say let your demands. Be made known to God. Because demands are the opposite of humility. Demands are presumptuous. Demands are, uh, 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 on God, are a bad place in your heart and in your spirit. Because uh, with that, we might make it to James 4 in a minute. It's funny thing how things work together. And the peace of God, which passes all, A-L-L, understanding. That means your understanding and your understanding, my understanding, your understanding, your understanding, and your understanding. All, A-L-L, means all. In every language, in every language, I've tried and tried and tried and tried to look at, at different languages about all. And, get, and it's amazing that every language, A-L-L, all, means all. All-inclusive, nothing left out. Peace of God which surpasses all understanding. We got people all the time trying to understand stuff that God never asked you to understand. Because there's stuff that's beyond your understanding. Somebody ought to have wrote this in the Bible. You ready for it? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lead not to your own understanding. Oh, that's in there, isn't it? Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord always. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. But in A-L-L, your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. I should back up a little bit. Proverbs chapter 3, uh, about 3 and 4, leading into that says, Forsake not, let not truth and mercy forsake you. Bind them about your neck and write them on your heart. Mercy, you know, God didn't kill you. Truth, the word of God. He said, don't let it forsake you. Bind it to yourself. Didn't tell God to do it. He said, for you to do it. Hmm. Right, did I move too quick? Well, sometimes I ask, because sometimes y'all look at me like this. Could be the Alfredo. Never thought of that. <laughs> I haven't even started Whitney yet. Lead not to your own understanding. Then I'm going to jump back to Proverbs chapter, or Philippians chapter 4. He says, peace that surpasses all understanding. Well, there's no wonder 
that I'm not supposed to lean to my understanding because his peace passes, by, passes all understanding. So that tells me something. It tells me you can try to understand all you want to, but his, but his peace passes it. Peace of God, which surpasses. Oh, by the way, it wasn't the peace of your bank account. No. It wasn't the peace of your kids acting right. Wasn't the peace of your kid of your husband not being a jerk. Not that he ever would be. It's not. It's not. It's not the peace of your your wife. Didn't remind you of that again. That just slipped out. I didn't really mean for it to. Wasn't in my notes. Peace of God surpasses all understanding. I'm getting somewhere. Are you following? Peace of God that surpasses your understanding. Some of you think that, that peace only comes in the absence of trouble. All right, can I say that again? Some of you think that peace, because you've already in your mind when I said, be anxious for nothing, don't worry about anything, you've already thought, yeah, right. You have. Half of this room, at least, whenever the Word of God says, see, because that's one of our problems. We don't take this, we don't take the Word as signed, sealed, delivered, that it's the infallible Word of God that's inspired by the Spirit, by the Spirit of God, that it's infallible and it's for me. It's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. It's not a well-written novel. It's not an advice column. It's better than Dear Abby. So some of you don't know who that is. Look at Google it. It's kind of cool. This is not Dear Abby. Are y'all hearing? Be anxious for nothing. Oh, I need to talk about that. You need to sit down. You can if you want to. I, 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 let's talk about something. It's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. And you're not special. Let me explain that. Oh, you're special just like everybody else. I say that every once in a while. Y'all remember I say that every once in a while? You know why I say that every once in a while? Because we, we, we've got 50 years of people that think that they're, they're so special that nothing applies to them. Including that God has another, another way for them. I don't have to believe God, that part of God's word, because it doesn't make any sense, so I just don't believe it. I'm special. God's going to do it another way for me. No, he's not going to do it another way for you. You know how he's going to do that for you? He's going to do that. He's going to, his, his word is going to become power in your life whenever, whenever you read it, believe it, and obey it. That's right. That's right. That's right. The power of God is in obedience. The power of God is in obedience. I was going to move over there, but they're kind of sleepy too, so I'm going to stay over here. The power of God is in obedience. Oh, I, Dean said it the other day. I already said it once. It's going to be, I just love it. It's going to become part of me from now on. So the highest worship, the highest form of worship to God. How many of you would always like to improve your worship? The highest form of worship to God is obedience to his word. It's obedience is the highest form of worship. And the power of God is in obedience. We used to sing, when we walk with the Lord. When you walk with the Lord. And there's something of his word. My brain's older than it used to be. I used to never forget all these things. When you walk with the Lord and the light of his word, what glory he, something on our way. When we do his good will, he abides with us still. And with all who will trust and, oh, man, they knew stuff back then. And with all who will trust and obey, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus 
but to trust and obey. Hmm. Wow. They wrote that down for a reason. Be anxious for nothing. But with prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all my understanding. There's something really important here. I've gone over it and over it and dug and dug for a reason. Because, because there's a part I want to get to. I'm, I'm laying out what God's... Ha uh, what I'm doing is, is drilling in you and giving biblical examples all through the Word that backs up what He's telling you because what He's doing here is giving you instruction on how to have peace. A formula, if you will. It's certainly instruction. Because I'm going to start asking some questions and I'm going to go back through it again. How many of you spent now? Yeah, you can nod or smile or not or raise your hand or whatever. Not anything. Any, amen or owe me nothing. It doesn't matter on this one. This one's this is not going to get you in trouble at home. I don't think. How many of you can't go to sleep because you can't shut your mind on anxiety anxiety how many of you can go to sleep but you wake up 2 o'clock in the morning 3 o'clock in the morning because your mind came awake and everything every care you ever had is suddenly How many of the in today's world that we're living in with all that's going on that you that you can just feel your shoulders draw up and your breath gets short and your blood pressure go up and you just real and you suddenly realize that you're just exhausted. Nothing's necessarily happened to you, but your mind is 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 exhausted and worn out from all of the anxiety going on around you. Say, oh, if I could just clear my mind. Oh, if I could just get my mind to shut off. Oh, I'm just I'm about to drive myself crazy. Well, I I, I do. Whether you do or you don't, I do. And I know I'm not particularly a worrier. Not really. But here lately, I find myself the, the exhaustion is just built in. And your mind's running a thousand miles an hour. And you, and you find yourself going around a little uptight. Maybe you're a little short. I, I'm so mean. Every time I think about being a little short, I think about Brandon. And I'm talking about your attitude. Not, not your... Sorry. I'll take him to lunch. Don't worry about it. You got, hey, if you don't laugh sometimes, I, Brandon, I'll find enough, but that one's just too. You find, you find it, I, I find myself a little, a little, a little, a little sharp sometimes. Sometimes. Salty. Well, see, if I'm salty for Jesus, that's good. But sometimes, yeah, yeah, I salty, salty, and, huh? Saucy, saucy, saucy. I like that word, saucy. Caliente. Yeah. Mucho grande caliente. Because I don't want no medium or mild sauce. I want, I want a little. Y'all still with me? It helps you, doesn't it? <laughs> and I'm, 
<laughs> and I start realizing sometimes I start realizing because I started a war, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> that whew, I'm a little uptight. Well, I'm a little tight. I know none of you would ever believe that. Every once in a while I get where I'm a little tight. And can I tell you the first thing? And, and, I, and, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll take a little brevity off of it just a minute for you to know that when I realize, I, I do begin to realize, and I think, oh. that, it aggravates me when I realize, oh, I fell for it again. I fell for it again. Because I can tell you the first thing I forgot when I got to that point. You ready for the first thing I forgot? It's the first thing you forgot. I can tell you, I can tell you the first thing I forgot. I forgot to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Because I'm going to tell you, if this world burns out tomorrow, God is still good. He still saved me. I'm still going to heaven. If I draw my last breath, it'll be absent from the Lord, or to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. You can't threaten me with heaven. That my circumstances, my joy is not dependent on my circumstances. That my joy is in Him. Because, uh, you know, I got to think about the, 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 the God that loved me and gave Himself for me. And that's enough. And when I start remembering that, because see, it didn't say rejoice in your affliction. And again, I say rejoice. Although Paul said something about it, he rejoiced in his affliction. Paul had, a little, had down a little better than me. You hear me? It didn't say rejoice in your financial hardship. And again, I say rejoice. It didn't say that. It doesn't say rejoice that your kids are punks and need somebody to bust their hind end. And again, I oh, that's true way more often than we want to talk about. I don't know if that's preaching or meddling. I'll just go with it. James says that's in there. Tim Hill. Uh, I love Tim Hill to hear him preach. He said, uh, he says, I don't, I don't know if I'm mad or anointed. <laughs> it doesn't say any of those things. It says rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. Now, he said that twice for a reason because some people was looking at him like y'all look at me sometimes. It's why, it's why he said it twice. He said, yes, that's what I meant. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. To show the world your gentleness. I'm, I I'm, I'm always have my gentleness on display. Why are you laughing? You know, I get a uh, first time in weeks I have an amen corner. And she's up here saying, yeah, that's false. Your gentleness, yes. Yeah. Put your, put your gentleness on display. Mm. Mm. And be anxious for nothing. I, I've given you, I've given be anxious. Are you re- okay, you ready? Because we're fixing to move on. I'm fixing to show you something else. Because, see, I can't, I can't, I can't clear my mind, Calvin. I can't do it. I can tell you why. You want me to tell you why? I can tell you why. Because, because we're spirit, soul, and body. And that soulish nature of mine involves my mind and emotions. And it's the battlefield. It's where the war is fought. Do y'all know that's where the war is fought? You know that 95% plus of the battle of every situation is between your ears. And it's where all of the spiritual battle is. It's where, it's where that temptation comes. It's where that aggravation comes. It's where that voice comes. 
even when you've taken your meds. Y'all lighten up. No, because see, see, we have voices in us. And we're not talking about a mental illness here. Joy Behar thinks if you talk to God, then God talks to you, you, you that you're nuts. That's right. Well, talk about the pot calling the kettle. Talk about God's extended mercy. I'm talking about Joy Behar. She's lucky to be breathing his air. Merciful. Long-suffering. Yeah? I'm helping somebody. The battle's in the mind. Yes? Isn't that what we're talking about? I'm not talking about where you're worn out. Yeah? And that and that word and by the way, let me let me let me run through some a little bit of uh, tell you something. Y'all remember one time when the prophet was trying to find out where God was? And God took him up to the side of the mountain. I want I want you to hear something because I want you to know think I'm not crazy. It may help, it may not, I'm not sure. It, but he took he, the prophet God took him up to the side of the mountain and said there and there was and there was a big wind. Fierce wind, remember? And the Bible says that God wasn't in it. And there was an earthquake. God wasn't in it. What was the third? A fire? Was that right? There was a blazing fire. God wasn't in it. On all that was over, the Bible says, then there was a steel small voice and guess what that's where God was battle so why in the world would the enemy attack your mind keep you keep it keep you overwhelmed exhausted disgusted or can't sleep, can't rest. You need rest. You need rest. Some of us more than others, but you need rest. You need rest. And if you can't rest, you're going to be crazy. You're going to be hard to deal with. I ain't going to name any names, but you're going to be hard to deal with. And, and, and your gentleness is not going to be seen by all men. And your anxiety level is going to be through the roof. And you're, and you're going to be tormented in your mind. Because he knows if he can get you exhausted in your mind, if he, can, if, he can get, if he can get all your thoughts out of whack. I'm so glad I live in a place that knows what out of whack means. Paul, I think it was, was it when Paul was writing to the Ephesian church that began to talk about uh, the elements of spiritual warfare. One of the things he talked about, he, he, said, he said, you've got to take every thought. I want to make sure you, you have to take every thought. And I want, there's something, I, you're hearing the every thought. But are you here in the you? Somewhere along the way, Matt, the church world got the idea that God does all this stuff for them. And what, it doesn't say that God does it for you. It says when you, when you got, before you got saved, you didn't even have the want to, much less the ability. When you got saved, you, you got the want to and the ability. Remind me to come back to thought. Because Paul, Paul also said, because some of you think I got saved and all this, and I just, can't, I just can't live that way. I just can't do it. Paul wrote that when you got saved, that he gave you both, both the will and the power, the ability to do what God asked you. Not in you, in him. Which is in you, because you're in him. I'm in Christ. That's my position. He's in me. 
Because the Bible says, Jesus in Christ in me, the hope of glory. So I'm in him, that's my position. He's in me, <laughs> that's his position. That's my ability. He gave, so it says that he gives me both the will, that's the want to, and the ability, that's the power. So if you say you're saved and you say you can't, then you're saying God's lying. Oh, don't you hate it when it comes down to stuff like that? If, if, so you have, if you're saved, you got the power of God, you got Jesus Christ, the hope of glory in you, which opens up all the, all the strength of heaven in you. See, that that's where the obedience comes in. You didn't have the want to or the power before, now you do. So it's not, that's not, and, and, and people get confused because they say it's not of works. No, it's not how you got saved. You didn't get saved by works. You got saved by grace through faith. That's how you got saved. You couldn't work it out. You couldn't, you couldn't pull it in. You couldn't do anything about it. But when you got saved, you got the ability. And when you got the ability, it means you had the power. And when you start reading, get the Word of God in you, then you start walking in obedience to the Word of God because He is the Word. He won't contradict it. He is the Spirit that wrote it. He is the Spirit that empowers you. And when you get the Word of God in you, it begins to renew your mind according to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And then when you get your mind renewed, you know what God wants. And when you know what God wants, you read this word and you see that he wants me to do it. And before you couldn't, you didn't even want to, but now you can. And, then when, and, you be, and, you, and when you begin to say, I can't, then you're disobedient. And you're rebellious and you're calling God a liar. Oh, I just wanted to point that out. Because all, you, you'll start reading with a new, you'll start reading with new eyes because you'll, you'll start seeing that he's talking to you. Y'all looking disappointed that God's not going to do it all. I got to tell somebody. Somebody hear me. Somebody hear me. Jesus. Oh, this is going to be shocking. Remind me to come back to thoughts. This is going to be shocking. This is going to be shocking. It's going to blow your mind. Let me get where all of you can see me. In the lights. You ready? Jesus Christ has done all that he is going to do. That went over like a pork chop out of my mitzvah. <laughs> if Stu was here, he'd appreciate that, wouldn't he? Yes. Jesus has done all he's going to do. How do I know? On the cross. He said, it is finished. How do I know? It says he ascended and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. His work is done. He's done all he's going to do. And it's enough. It's not that Jesus got lazy on us. He paid it all. It's done. It's finished. We don't have to wait on him. It's not, we're not operating on credit. It's done. And when I accept it, it makes me something different, something new, something rearranged. Not, well, not, actually, I'm not rearranged. I'm not fixed up. I'm not refurbished. We're not fixer-uppers. We were a total, we were totaled. And when we got saved, we became a new creation, not a fixed up, refurb. He's done all he's going to do. But since he's done what he's done, it was enough and when, we, and when we're in him, it gives us his, the power. When you baptize in the Holy Ghost, we didn't even go in there tonight because I got news for you. No matter what you've been taught all your life, the Bible says different that the power of the Holy Spirit is available to you in a separate second work of, of, the, of the Spirit. 
that will empower you according to, uh, to act. I got a little scripture for that. You're going you're gonna to find that in Isaiah when it says the people were going to turn on him. It says, with stammering lips and other tongues, will I speak to my people. That was where it was first prophesied. I got news for you that, on the, that, uh, that, that uh, Jesus said in the, in the commission in Matthew, he, he says that you're going to go and he says, that, and, 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 and that these signs shall follow them that believes in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall, they shall lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. It says that if they, drink, if they drink any deadly thing, it shall by no means harm them. That's what it says. And then in Acts chapter 2, yeah, well, I, I could say that uh, he also tells us that, that J John said that, that uh, he indeed, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but there's one coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unleash. It says he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And then it says that, that, that John, he started saying, I got to go away because when I go away, if I don't go away, the comforter cannot come. And he began to talk about rivers of living water that will flow out of your belly. And then in Acts chapter 2, it, begins, it says that suddenly on the day of Pentecost, said when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one place, all in one mind, all accord. And suddenly there was a sound came from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it says it filled the whole house where they were sitting. It says the cloven tongues like as a fire set on each of them and they, and, and, there's an and, and they all, A-L-L, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And they began, and Peter began to preach a little. And then they got the crowd and, and it says, you know, talking about, I think, 18 countries. It says that they, said, that, that they began to say, it said there was, there was people from all over. Over. And they said, how is it that we hear them all speak in our own language? Yeah? And then came the question from the religious crowd. And they said, nobody gets it better than King James here. It says, what meaneth this? Remember? And Peter said, well, this is that. Oh, I forgot about old Joel. Joel said it was going to happen. Joel prophet old testament said it was going to happen i'm trying to move he said it was going to happen andrew he said it was going to happen he said it was going to happen and they said well what is this and peter said well this is that this is this is that which was spoken of by the prophet joel this is it and it happened again in acts 4 and it happened again in acts 10 and it happened again in acts 8 it happened again in acts 19 happened again then he wrote about how what it was in current first corinthians 2 he or 12 he, oper he talked about how it operated through love in first corinthians uh 13 and he he said it operates this way in the church in order in first corinthians 14 i'm talking do you even remember that i'm talking about peace and how to have it or have you done lost your peace because you said i just can't believe well, the reason, that's the reason you don't have any peace, because you can't believe all that. Well, that's sobering, isn't it? Can't you can't have what you can't believe. You can't have it. The Bible says, I'm going to tell you how, where I stand. I'm going to tell you where I stand. If the Bible says I can have it, I'm going to get it. Now, that's not too spiritual, but I, somebody needs to hear it this way. There's some of you in this room, in church, out of church, in your car, in your house, in the bathtub, in the outhouse. I don't, I don't care where you're at. I, well, get somewhere with God and begin to talk to him and begin to seek him. Get in that book and start seeing what it says. And then I double dog dare you. I think you'd be all right with this one. I double dog dare you to pray this prayer and begin to believe and begin to listen. God, you need to come to him in the name of Jesus, by the way, because that's how you get there. I come to you, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And just be real simple, because some of you think you don't know how to pray, but you know how to talk. If you know how to talk, you know how to pray. God, I don't understand it all, but I'm reading in your word, and I, this is where I'm at. Dangerous prayer. Whatever you have that is for me, I want it. Well, that wasn't sophisticated enough for some of you. It wasn't hard enough. But I'm going to tell you, that's one of the most dangerous prayers you'll ever pray. Amen. God, whatever you have that's for me, I want it. Because that's how you walk in power. And the peace of God, 
which surpasses all understanding. Here it goes. Told you. You told about when talking about in the battle in your mind. We're talking about the warfare, right? As Paul told the church at Ephesus, he said, he said, you have to take every thought captive. It means place it under arrest. You, everything, every thought, take it captive, every thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of God has to go. That's warfare. And here it is. I'm going to finish it. I'm finishing it right now. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Show the world your gentleness. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. With prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, not the peace of the Assemblies of God, not the peace of the Southern Baptist, not the peace of any other religious institution, not the peace of the pastor, not the peace of your mama or your grandma or your grandpa, not the peace, they don't, none of them. It's the peace of God. I know I have it. I know it's available because Jesus, when he left, he said, my peace I, I give to you. I leave with you. He says, not as the world gives, but I give it to you. So that tells me it's a gift from God. Jesus gave it to me. Jesus gave it to me. Some of you don't want to hang on to it if you want it. If you want the torment, the anxiety, the sleepless nights, the worry, go ahead. He'll let you. He might even let you into heaven with it. Well, he won't let you bring it in, but you may get there. He said, and the peace of God, I want you to hear, here it is. I want you to connect it. It's connected in the Bible. I want you to connect it. Let's finish the verse. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart. Now, that's important because sometimes when I get a little, my heart's, my heart's getting a little stony, a little cold little distant. See, I need, I need something to guard my heart. Did you see what guards my heart? The peace of God. But it didn't just guard my heart, BJ. He says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and 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 your mind. What will? What will guard your heart and your mind? You want to rest? Peace of God. It's the peace of God. Only the peace of God can guard your heart and your mind. Only the peace of God can guard your heart and your mind. Only the peace of God can guard your heart and your mind. And the way you get the peace of God is by rejoicing, is by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let your request be known. And it's because it says that. And then the peace of God. That's what it says. Well, guard. It says the peace of God. That's how you get it. Then the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Amen. Somebody ought to shout. I don't know what's wrong with you people. Then let's, 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 since it's 822, let's say what Paul said right here. You ready? You ready? Finally. Finally. That fit right in. Finally, my brethren and sistren. He's talking to the church. Finally, my brethren. Whatsoever things are true. 
Whatsoever things are honest. Actually means honorable. Whatsoever things are true. Thy word is truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, I just told you what's true. Whatsoever things are honorable. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Oh, one more verse. So I, real quick, in that much, what you think about matters. What you think about matters. So he wouldn't have told us what to think about if what we think about didn't matter. What we think about matters. Those things which you have both learned, what things? He just told you. Paul's not hard to understand if you just pay attention to what you're reading. Those things, what things? The things he just said. Those things which you have both learned. Oh. I mean, say, I hear you. I hear you. I'm listening. Because I'm fixed to turn it again. Whatsoever things you've learned, because you can know things. You can know things and it not matter. Whatsoever things you've learned and received. Not enough to know, have the knowledge. Whatsoever things you've learned and received. And heard. And seen. Me do. Paul's talking. Do. You're going to learn it. You've got to receive it. What you heard, taught. What you've seen him do, how you've seen him live. He said, the things you've learned of me, do it. He says, do. And the God, oh, here it is again. And the God of peace shall be with you. I don't care who you are, that's good stuff. And I don't care who you are, you need it. I don't care who you are, it's for you. And I don't care who you are, if you are his and you believe it and you will hear it, receive it, apply it, do it. He added that there for a reason because everybody said, oh, that's wonderful. Isn't it? Boy, he writes nice. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honorable, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are, have a good report, whatsoever things, there be any praise, there be any virtue. Think on these things. Oh, that's wonderful. Wasn't that a wonderful sermon? They're walking out the back door. Pastor, that was a great message. Great message. Paul said, yes, it was a great message. Now if you'll learn it, receive it, hear it, what I've done, now if you'll do it, God will send his peace to you. So he's told you twice how you're going to get it. It's good stuff. So if you've heard it, if you'll receive it, if you've learned it, if you'll follow it, if you'll do it, you don't have to be tormented anymore and live in that junk. You say, well, Pastor, it just didn't work for me. Well, you'd be the first one God ever failed. I promise you, if you'll do it, if you'll hear it, learn it, receive it, do it, He will do His part. And it's His peace. Stand all over the house. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Lord, and I am encouraged more at the end of this service than at the beginning. 
because you've spoken to my heart about your peace. Lord, peace that passes all understanding tonight. Lord, we praise you. We love you. We thank you. Now we're going to walk out and do it. Lord, I expect testimonies of people that's going to sleep for the first time in weeks. That the anxiety level has been turned down by 100 degrees in their home. And beyond these things, people begin to win spiritually because they have the peace of God. Lord, go with us tonight, this night. Let us leave encouraged and full of your word. Lord, change hearts and lives by, by the obedience of, to your word, by your spirit tonight. And we pray and ask you and love you for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.